Welcome to the Maximum Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Maxey. And as the calendar turns to June, today is the second day of June. That means three weeks from tonight is the NBA draft, by far my favorite uh, sporting event of the year. Um, but also comes with the draft. Also, in my opinion, opens the trading season. So the trading season begins right now leading up to the draft. Teams are starting to wheel and deal. Obviously, uh, only two teams remain in the in the playoffs. So with that said, we're going to look at some players today that uh, could be dealt leading up to the draft or possibly in a draft night uh, uh, trade. So not only does the draft... Um, signal the, the beginning of the, a lot of these careers it's also like almost like another um trade deadline so guys try to get you know uh some uh, salaries moved some uh, guys off of the rosters and whatnot so with that said i am on a rockstar energy drink all ready to do this my first name julius randall power forward for the knicks so well two years ago randall had a a rejuvenation of, of sorts. I really established himself, uh, led them to the playoffs, uh, disappointing loss to the Hawks. Last year, I, I, his numbers were down a little bit. I don't want to say it was a disappointment, uh, but he was growing frustrated. They did bring in Kemba Walker. They did try to bring in Evan Fournier, just two pieces that just did not fit um, or really work out well with, with what's going on. Uh, I, I, Julius Randle became frustrated. Um, I think management is frustrated with him. I think he's frustrated with, with management. Um, they also have Obi Toppin, who was drafted two years ago, uh, waiting in the wings. Uh, he started getting a little bit more minutes last year. They they did kind of go small times with with uh, Toppin and Randle. So these are very um, strong indications that Randle could be traded. Um, so with all these guys, I'm going to let you know what their salary situation looks like and uh, teams that I believe could be in play for these players. So with that said, um, Julius Randle is owed 23, 25, 27, and in his fourth year, he has a $29 million player option. So that's over $100 million for Julius Randle for the next four years. Not ideal um, given um, given his, uh, I, I guess, his, his number outage, his, number, his numbers or whatever. Well, anyways... One team, though, that I, I, I keep hearing when it comes to Julius Randle, and that's the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers, uh, they, they seem like they're ready to uh, blow it up with the trade of C.J. McCollum. Figured uh, Damian Lillard's next. Well, now they say that they're building around Damian Lillard. So bringing in a guy like Julius Randle who could help possibly uh, become a second scorer uh, would definitely uh, intrigue them. Uh, so... Uh, I'm hearing a lot of number uh, uh, seven uh, from Portland. Uh, so the Knicks using like um, number 11 and Randall to move up to seven. Uh, not sure who the Knicks would um, target, but uh, that's kind of what that's kind of what we're hearing. Uh, there's, I mean, there is a, a, a there's a lot of movement with Blazers on draft night. So, uh, with their pick, uh, a lot of teams seem to be wanting their pick, but, um, I got Julius Randle as, uh, Portland as, as probably the top right now. I have Denver. I know they have Aaron Gordon. I just not very big Aaron Gordon fan. I, I don't know what happened to him. I was very high on him coming out of, um, 
coming out of Arizona. I, I saw him play in high school. I, I was very high on him, and he's been disappointed. So, so could we see something uh, along those lines? Um, Julius Randle would be a really nice fit. He could help them as a uh, body down low. Um, I think he might be able to mesh with uh, Yok, uh, Nikola Jokic. So um, I got Denver as a as a, a team that could very well be in in the mix for um, Julius Randle. So a name that just popped up, OG Ananobi, the the forward um, from Toronto, could pretty much play both forward spots. Um, with the emergence of Scotty Barnes, uh, OG's kind of, I, I guess he's, uh, you know, they uh, they got OG trying to battle minutes with Scotty Barnes, who, who looks like he's going to be a star, um, and Pascal Siakam, who has is basically uh, been a star for Toronto. So that's just um, very difficult uh, minutes wise. OG probably thinks he's a uh, OG probably thinks he's, you know, a starter. Um, he does not have a terrible um, uh, salary structure. He's owed 17 next year, 18 the year after, and then he has a $19 million player option. Um, good chance he will decline that player option if he exceeds, you know, his um, his production over over the next couple of years. But a couple of teams that I really um, thought of uh, was Sacramento and Atlanta. So uh, hear me out. I don't think Sacramento is trading their fourth pick for OG. That that just sounds asinine. However, I, I do think that their fourth pick is in play because I think Sacramento is tired of losing and really wants to be in the playoffs, really wants to ascend kind of like uh, Minnesota did this year and, and kind of like New, uh, everyone thinks New Orleans is going to do. Um, so with that said, I... I I think that OG would be an upgrade. I think Minnesota also, or uh, um, uh, Sacramento also has, um, you know, a couple uh, second round picks they could probably uh, um, let tr- you know Toronto in. Um, that's a team. Atlanta. Atlanta's looking for wing help. They want upgrades at wing. They want defensive players. DeAndre Hunter and OG would kind of be maybe like a. I, you know, maybe repetitiveness, you know, redundant. But uh, with that, with that said, uh, Atlanta seems to be everything I'm hearing is Atlanta wants to upgrade their wing spots, um, and OG would be a fit. And then once again, I just got back talking to Minnesota. I think Minnesota would be. I mean, they got the 19th pick. That is a prime spot for them to go get OG. Um, you know, Toronto can uh, can afford it to get another, you know, a pick. Minnesota's trying to, they're trying to build on what they did this year. So I got OGN, nobody, Sacramento, Atlanta, Minnesota as teams that I could see him going to. Now, a hot name that was kind of hot uh, at the trade deadline, but has now got, you know, uh, picking up uh, steam, and that's Malcolm Brogdon with um, the Indiana Pacers. So Malcolm has a very reasonable contract, three years, $66 million. Straight three years of twenty-two million apiece. Um, you know, with Tyrese Halliburton in Indiana, Buddy Heald, Chris Duarte. Uh, there's 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 talk that they might target another wing in this draft. Uh, there's just um, it's kind of crazy. It's it it, it, it it's kind of crazy that he's probably 
going to be one of the highest um, sought-after guys if he's not dealt by the trade deadline once free agency opens because I, I think that there's going to be a plethora of teams, even teams that, that would like to uh, place him in the backcourt with another point guard. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon has shown the ability to play both point and off the ball. Um, the Lakers is a... I want to say it's a perfect fit, but Malcolm Brogdon's defense would help out. I, I think that they would rather replace Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook with a with a Malcolm Brogdon. However, I could see them. Um, I could see them now uh, uh, putting them together too if they can't move Westbrook. Uh, so now my next two teams are very, very, very in need of point guard help, and that's Washington. Washington tried to. Uh, I don't know, fill the hole at point guard with Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, never thought of Spencer Dinwiddie as a starter in the NBA. I, I've seen him more as a backup, and I think his role now in um, Brooklyn is, um, wait, that's where he went, right? No, in Dallas, I'm sorry. Uh, his, his role at Dallas is now going to be as a backup. Uh, so I, I, I like I like Washington as a destination for Brogdon. I think he'd be a really good backcourt mate with um Bradley Beal. Sounds like Bradley Beal isn't going anywhere. So that is just um, that that would be, in my opinion, the leader um, with the Malcolm Brogdon sweepstakes with the Lakers right behind them. And then in the third place would be the Knicks. The Knicks need a point guard. The Knicks are going to... See, I don't... I don't think the Knicks take a point guard in the draft or in trade for one. I think they're going to wait till free agency and I think they're going to try to get Jalen Brunson. Um, that's personally what I think. I've been wrong before. Um, Malcolm Brogdon would be a really good fit for um, the Knicks. I would love to see him uh, get to a team where he could help maybe ex- uh, get them over the hump. Um, you know, I, At this point in his career, I think he's still a starter. I think he's still good enough. I think he's still one of the 30 best point guards if, if that's the position he's going to play. Um, you know, and you, there could be other teams that, that might look to upgrade. Uh, so I, I have uh, Malcolm Brogdon at um, those are the three teams. So D'Angelo Russell is my next name. So D'Angelo Russell, you know, he came over um, from Golden State in the, the Andrew Wiggins deal and. Um, uh, you know, thought he had a new home. He's playing with his with his buddy Carl Anthony Towns. Well, then they they, they they acquired Patrick Beverly and they put Patrick Beverly as a point guard. Move uh, Russell off the ball, which I actually like Russell off the ball. That's that's my personal opinion. Um, uh, you know, but in the playoffs, Russell just you know Anthony Edwards is 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 he's the. The, the future superstar. If, if, if Carl Anthony Towns right now is a superstar on the team, Anthony Edwards is a year away from being that superstar, and Carl Anthony Towns is 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 is, is, is number two. So D'Angelo Russell's kind of um, he's just kind of not. Yeah, I mean, he lost rotation minutes. He just uh, he's not in their future plans. He's he's on the last year of his uh, contracts that's going to pay him thirty one million dollars. Um, and, and it's the usual suspects I got with with, um, with him. The Knicks are going to be interested, whether they do it um, draft time or whether they do it and um, wait on it until free agency. 
I, I fully expect, I fully expect the, the Knicks to, um, to, uh, be a, a, a target, um, for D'Angelo Russell, or, or, and Russell a target for them, uh, I, th- I think that, um, sometimes the Knicks just look at star power, not the fit, kind of like they did with Kemba Walker, uh, Kemba Walker, to me, in my opinion, is probably with his knees, and, uh, he just, he can't play, really play defense, uh, probably more of a backup. Maybe a, you can get him into a Jamal Crawford type of role, just coming in and, and, and scoring up bunches. Uh, with that said, um, D'Angelo Russell would not be surprised to um, to see a deal. Now, maybe I should have put Minnesota on the list for Julius Randle because this is actually this could actually could actually work. Um, I, I, the Knicks would have to give a little bit more, but. Um, uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Julius Randle trade, throw in some filler to make the cap work. Uh, that could be something. So um, let's let's let's. I think D'Angelo Russell is 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 gone. I, I really do. I think I think he fell out of the playoff rotation, and I think that's that's a sure sell sign of uh, they don't trust him as much in the playoffs and. and with Anthony Edwards playing the same position essentially, and Patrick Beverly playing the other position he would play, the writing's on the wall. So, all right, let's move on. There's problems in Utah. I keep hearing that Donovan Mitchell uh, and Rudy Gobert are not getting along still from the COVID thing. That's fine. However, with that said, I am. I don't think Utah is going to trade. Uh, I don't think Utah's going to trade Donovan Mitchell. I keep hearing the Miami Heat is a possible Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, destination. I don't believe it. But let's get over to Rudy Gobert. So I'm thinking Rudy Gobert is probably the one that's going to fall on the sword here. And um, I got a bunch of teams that I think would be interested. The problem with him is he's 0-37, 40, 43, and 45. That's a, over $160 million for the next four years. For a uh, uh, a center that um, not really a, a great defender, I mean not defender, a great offensive option. Um, he is a good defender, but yes, not really, the, not really the the offensive option. You know, he's not a guy you can feed the, uh, the ball to, and he's gonna give you moves. He's good at putbacks and stuff like that. But however, as rim protecting goes, he's a stud. So. There's a lot of teams that could use rim protecting. Let's start with Toronto. Um, I mean, Utah could be a destination for OG. Uh, you got, you know, obviously they would have to send more than OG to get Rudy. But Toronto seems to be the team that I keep hearing. Uh, their international um, uh, success with international players um, is always, you know, a draw, so Rudy Gobert would be good there. The team I would really like to see Rudy Gobert end up with, that is the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets are a rim-protecting center from possibly making a very deep, I mean, they could use some outside shooting too, but they could make a deep, surprising playoff run if, if they could acquire uh, Rudy Gobert and, and, and add a shooter too. So that is, um, that would be, that's that's my perfect destination for him. I also got Washington on this list. Thomas Bryant's been in and out of injuries. Thomas Bryant is um, 
is not really necessarily uh, the go-to guy. I think he put some rim protecting um, with Bradley Beal and hopefully a, a consistent point guard. Now you got something. So um, I really like I like I really like Washington um, as a possible fit too. I put Oklahoma City. Um, yeah, just because it seems like Oklahoma City will take a veteran and they'll turn him into, you know, they'll play him with all these young players. They look good, and then they'll turn him into, I don't know, like a good, you know, another team, and and, and just add, collect assets with it. So um, I got uh, I got Oklahoma City as a dark horse team that could possibly make a run at him. Uh, plus, they got a lot of young players. I think they might want to, uh, you know, chill out with the youth. Maybe add a veteran in there, too. So, speaking of the Charlotte Hornets, Gordon Hayward. So, Gordon Hayward left with an injury last year. Um, and you know what? They did pretty good without him. So, their backcourt of LaMelo, Ball, and uh, Rozier did pretty good. But then they had Miles uh, Bridges move back down to the small forward spot. And they inserted P.J. Washington. Plus, they've also been able to uh, use Kelly Oubre coming off the bench. Um, their depth has been pretty good. Gordon Hayward's kind of odd man out uh, in Charlotte. So, you know, I mean, the good news is, is he's only oh, he only has two more years left at sixty-one and a half million. Uh, that's a that's next year at thirty, and then the year after at thirty-one point five. So, like I said earlier, Atlanta. Is really into move. Uh, they're really in uh, the market for upgrades at wings. Um, possibly Bogdan Bogdanovich is a guy that um, could be dealt. Uh, Sacramento would love to put Hayward and Barnes up front with Sabonis. I, I really think that that's something that they're going to look at. Um, they have some cards they could give Charlotte to. Um, but the name we keep hearing a lot of is the Lakers. Um, the Lakers, I mean, unless he's involved in some Russell Westbrook deal, but Charlotte's not taking Russell Westbrook. Let's be perfectly honest, right there, they're not taking Russell Westbrook. So that then you're got then you're looking at getting a third team involved, and it just gets messy. But um, once again, the Lakers could get creative and do something with uh, getting uh, Gordon Hayward. So I got I got the Lakers there. But my dark horse is. The Miami Heat. The reason being, the Miami Heat need a second star. Not saying Gordon Hayward's a second star, but they need upgrades. Um, I really think Tyler Hero could be that guy, but I'm not sure Miami does. So, um, you know, Gordon, you know, Gordon Hayward could could help the Miami Heat, the, or should I say, the Miami Butlers, because uh, he seems to be a one man wrecking band. But without, you know. They're going to have to do some um, crafty finagling. But that's how they got Butler. <laughs> doing some crafty finagling. I never, ever put anything past Pat Riley um, and the Miami Heat. That dude is always wheeling and dealing and, and, and always seems to get it to work. So, um, a guy who I think has possibly been on the training block for the last three years, especially since his team started tanking, is Eric Gordon of the uh, Houston Rockets. Um, now, I am a big Eric Gordon fan, and there were rumors last year of him going to possibly Indiana. Um, obviously, with Indiana in a rebuild, that's, that's, that's just not happening. Um, 
but I got a couple teams that I really, really think he would be fine with, and he's got a really reasonable salary. 19 next year with a $20 million team option, which if he does remotely anything good, he'll the team will pick up that option. I think he would be perfect in Milwaukee. Perfect. Um, Grayson Allen, uh, as good as he was in a regular season, he faltered in the playoffs, and, and that, that looks like a, a weakness. So I got Eric Gordon and my in Milwaukee as a perfect fit, if you ask me. Um, I, I, I think he has what it takes. You can come in and start. You keep Chris Middleton and Giannis as your forwards. Uh, really, really, really like a fit there for uh, Eric Gordon. Um, I guess Denver as well, because Denver really, uh, they could use a defensive uh, guard. They really haven't had one since they uh, let Gary Harris, uh, uh, since they dealt Gary Harris in the Eric Gordon trade. So I, I think him and Jamal Murray would make him pretty formidable backcourt. Um, a little bit undersized, but I think they would do fine. So I got Denver and Milwaukee. Milwaukee is, a, I think, a perfect fit for Eric Gordon. Um, not saying that because I grew up a Bucks fan. I'm just saying that in general. So this last name I put up there, John Mother Effin Wall. So <laughs> we all know the story. John Wall is sitting in Houston getting paid and not and uh, not playing. Well, his $47 million player option is most likely going to be picked up. Because if they don't pick it up, um, no one's paying a $47 million. It, That's just going to be... That's just... Yeah, that's just stupid. He, you got to pick that $47 million player option. I only got one name that comes to mind. That's the Knicks. Doesn't John Wall just sound like a Knicks move? You know, and I know his salary matches Russell Westbrook. And, and there's the Russell Westbrook... Um, uh, John Wall rumors... Um, I know his his salary would match Kyrie Irving, but I don't see any of those trades happening. So these are the guys I feel will be dealt. I, I think John Wall is dealt sometime during the summer. I don't think he's dealt leading up to leading up to the draft, uh, unless uh, Houston has to give a draft pick to get rid of him. But I think they'll just let him sit on the on the books for $47 million and take that $47 million the following year and use it. So, with that said, those are the players I feel will be on the trade block. We're going to come back, and I got some surprise names who we keep hearing. And I'll tell you why I do not think they'll be traded. But if they were, how it would go down. So, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Maximum Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Maxi. And last segment, we went through a bunch of names that were possibly uh, be on the way to different uh, teams. Maybe uh, maybe draft night, maybe in the summer. But anyways, I have them on the block. They're, team, they're players that I think that could be traded. Um, actually, most likely will be traded. So now we're going to do some names that I, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to be traded even though I feel like their names have just come up in the trade talks. First one, yeah, Kyrie Irving. 
$36.9 million player option. He's probably going to decline it. Um, then here, here, here comes the, the dilemma. Do they sign and trade him? Um, I mean, you're here in Westbrook. Um, you're hearing for Wall. You're hearing any any point guard who makes a lot of money. You're hearing for him. Um, would a reunion with the Lakers and LeBron James, or a, a reunion with LeBron James on the Lakers, uh, be what Kyrie wants? Um, is he ready to give up on Kevin Durant? Um, I feel that you're going to see Kyrie Irving probably sign a shorter-term deal, probably in the two- to three-year range. Um, let's go two years, $80 million. I, I, that, that sounds about right. Um, there might be some verbiage in there with his, uh, you know, um, COVID beliefs or, or, or vaccination beliefs. Not sure how that's going to play out. But there's going to be something in there about that. Um, so I don't think he's getting traded. I don't care what what kind of rumors are out there. You know, uh, right now, it's a slow time. Uh, people are looking for, for ways to get Kyrie Irving traded out of Brooklyn. So I'm not going to put any stock into that. I say Kyrie signs uh, a two- to three-year deal and stays with Brooklyn. Maybe a third-year player option or third-year team option, I should say. So... Obviously, the next name, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook has a $47 million player option. He is going to accept that. I don't see any reason why he does not accept that. So, now, do you you really think Brooklyn's going to trade Kyrie? Because that might be the only one I would... I mean, does he trade him for John Wall? You know, uh, just not sure... To be honest with you, the whole Westbrook thing, I think it's going to be... I think they're going to have a very hard time, very hard time trading him. I think they're just going to probably let him walk after the season. And that's probably best for all parties involved. I don't think the uh, the Lakers are, are, are interested in taking on extended salary, which might be what happen, has to happen. Um, I don't think he's going to Charlotte in some kind of package. I don't think he's going... Uh, anywhere to be honest with you so um, with that said I, I, I this whole Russell Westbrook thing crazy to me um, I say he stays I say he work, plays out this player option and then um, one of two things happens either he signs a smaller salary maybe or, or, or becomes a one of those one year players or um the hassle is too much and he doesn't play again so that's how I see Russell Westbrook his final year going so a couple names I got here this one's going to surprise you I got Jared Allen from the Cavaliers and, and listen to me when I say this so the Cavs want wing help even though they got Karis LeVert uh, I know he's restricted um, you know Colin Sexton's restricted he's probably going elsewhere um but they need, they want wing help. Isaac Okora is a nice player, but I, I don't really think they see him as a starter. There's rumors that they like Gordon Hayward. Um, so if you want, if they're going to want to trade for it, yeah, Colin Sexton isn't going to give you what you want. 
Jared Allen might. So listen to me. So they have been starting a monster unit with seven footer Jared Allen, seven footer Evan Mobley, seven footer um, Larry Marketing, or within an inch or whatever they are. Um, that is crazy, you know. And Larry Marketing is not the not the fleetest on foot. Uh, Mobley's a good defender, but I would not be surprised if they want to do a shift. Shift Mobley up to center. Shift marketing up to the stretch four spot. And then a guy like Gordon Hayward can slide into the three. Um, that is something I could see happening. Uh, Charlotte would love Jared Allen. Um, you know, really, I like Jared Allen. I really do. But not sure how long him and Mobley can... Um, play together, I mean, Mobley does have the ability to step out, and it, make, it, it makes them compatible, um, but think about how, how, how the lanes would be if they could get Jared Allen out of town, um, not that they are, I, I don't think they're actively searching, but just hypothetically, let's say that Charlotte gets calling, um, I think they would definitely less, especially if Charlotte could sweep the pot, because I really think they might unload well, so I got Jared Allen. Uh, you know, could Toronto do it for OG Anunoby? That's another possibility. So, a couple teams with centers could make a run. I got Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is in the last year of his contract making $18 million. And I know a lot of people would not big Harrison Barnes fans, but he only get, he's only getting paid $18 million, I know, only $18 Compared to what, like his peers and, and players that, I mean, he's better than a lot of players get paid in the 30s and, and, and higher. So um, he's definitely a value guy at 18 million. Not really, I would not call that a high salary in today's uh, uh, structure of, uh, of salaries. So um, now, is he a guy the Lakers might want? Now, that would be interesting. I could definitely see that. Uh, is he somebody that Atlanta might want? That's another possibility. You know, Sacramento wants to win now, and I think, I think Harrison Barnes, even though his, whenever you hear Sacramento making deals, Harrison Barnes' name's always in it, because they got to throw some kind of, they got to throw some kind of, you know, talent in, in um, they got to throw some kind of talent, you know, to make the deal work. Well, anyways, so I got, um, I got Harrison Barnes probably not going anywhere. But there's also that possibility his name's been bandied around. Um, I, I just I just think that um, they're going to let this ride out and, and, and go from there. So I hope you enjoyed that segment. We're going to come back, and I'm going to look at four teams that I think are going to be desperate to make moves leading up to uh, the uh, leading up to the, uh, the draft and then into summer. So we'll be right back and we'll go over those teams. All right, welcome back to the Maximum Who's Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Maxi, And we enter into our last segment of my Trading Block Podcast. First segment went through a bunch of names. Second segment, we went through some names that I'm not so sure will be traded. And now let's look at some teams that I think are going to be 
very active coming up to the uh, the NBA draft and uh, the, as we approach the summer. Obviously, the first name is the Lakers because obviously LeBron's window is closing, I guess. I mean, he averaged 30 points per game in his 19th season. No one's ever done that, you know, but what, whatever. Anyways, he has lost a step, even though it might be the slightest. Uh, you know, and they're going to try to build around him, and they try to build around him with a mixture of youth and uh, veterans and experience. Didn't really didn't really uh, blend there. I would like to say Malik Monk um, stick on the roster, maybe coming off the bench as, as, a, as, a, as a gunner. Um, they need 3 and D wings. They need shooters. Um, they got to decide if they want to uh, make Anthony Davis a five, um, which is what I would do. I would, I would definitely make Anthony Davis a five. I would move up uh, LeBron to the four and... Um, Get some couple shooters at the two three, you know. Hopefully Russell Westbrook gets his head out of his ass and um, Emily Monk can come off the bench. So that's that's how I look at things. Um, obviously, you hear Gordon Hayward's name in, involved. I constantly keep hearing Kyrie Irving. Um, I, I don't I don't know what to do with some of these rumors regarding the Lakers. And as an avid LeBron guy, like I am. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm okay if he doesn't win another title. I, I have, uh, in my mind, he has cemented his legacy. Um, obviously, more titles just 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 helps the 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 non-believers. You know, have to be forced to believe. But with that said, um, they're going to try whatever it takes, especially if the Celtics win, to hang another banner. And they're going to do whatever they can. They're going to try to do whatever they can, as cash strapped, as cap strapped, as as impossible as it may seem. The Lakers are going to do whatever they can do to get um, LeBron and Anthony Davis some help. Whether it's trading Russell Westbrook, whether it's keeping Russell Westbrook, um, they just don't have a lot of money to do it. They're going to have to do it in trades, and they don't have a lot of. They don't have a lot of flexibility with trades either. So I'm not sure how they're going to do it. But it is the Lakers, and I trust they're going to get it done. So my second team on the list is the Pacers. Um, so here's why I got the Pacers on this list. Um, I really think that... Um, I really think that um, Indiana really wants to build around Tyrese Halliburton um, and uh, Malcolm Brogdon's probably seen his, 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 his days are probably numbered um, TJ Warren's days are probably numbered um, they have the sixth pick in the draft I'm seeing more wings possibly being um, selected uh, um, that's not going I mean they have a lot of wings right now Buddy Heald looks like he's not long for Indiana. Uh, I think they really like Chris Duarte, and I think they would really like a backcourt of Duarte and Halliburton. Um, you know, I don't want to say they're rebuilding. They're, they're almost retooling on the fly. Um, but the Pacers are going to be active. They're going to be active. Uh, they're possibly going to look for sign trades with T.J. Warren. They're possibly going to be looking for... 
uh, deals, possibly at the Lakers, with uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, there's there's lots of different avenues the Pacers could go. I think they really would like a bigger three. So Buddy, that way you can either deal Buddy Heald and get him out of there, or or, or Buddy Heald can come off the bench. Um, whatever they decide. But I, I do think the Pacers are going to be active. Um, do they trade Miles Turner? Eh, we'll see. I mean, they traded Sabonis. It looked like it was an either-or. And Sabonis went to Sacramento, so... I mean, obviously, if they get a deal that they like, they'll, they'll trade him. Because I really do think they're in rebuild mode. Um, and if they do trade uh, Miles Turner, like um, like uh, draft night or leading up to the draft, I really think they will target a center in the, dra- in the draft. So, is six a little bit high to pick a center? Yeah, but if you can get a second pick in a, in a Miles Turner trade or... or or what? I mean, it's not really reaching. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Especially so many centers who are very switchable. You know, almost. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Pacers. But I really think that they're going to be very active um, leading up to the draft. Obviously, the Knicks. So, do the Knicks go all in on Jalen Brunson? Maybe, but then if they lose out on it, then what? So they do they make a trade for Malcolm Brogdon? Do they try to get D'Angelo Russell? Do they, do they make a, uh, a bold move, try to get John Wall? Lots of moves the Lakers could make. Uh, Julius Randle, not happy. Um, if they do get him happy, then do you trade out Obi Toppin? Um, Evan Fournier, nice player, but probably more suited coming off the bench right now in his career. Um, you know... They have a, uh, you know, what was it, the 10th or 11th pick? Uh, do they take another two guard? You know, I personally, oh, they have the 11th pick, duh. I personally think that they're going to move the 11th pick. I think they're going to try to package Julius Randle in the 11th pick to Portland to move up to number seven. I really do. Mitchell Robinson's a restricted free agent. Um, I think if they stay at 11, they could possibly wait around and try to grab Mark Williams. Or if Jalen Duran falls, um, or do they go up to number seven and try to get a Benedict Mathurin from Arizona, Johnny Davis to match up with R.J. Barrett on the wing? Lots of lots of different options, but I do think the Knicks are going to be busy. Um, it, it, it's it's it, it, the Knicks. They Knicks smelt the playoffs two years ago. They went back in, so not going to be surprised uh, if they make a splash. So, I, I got the Knicks. Um, the Heat were exposed. I know they took the Celtics to seven games, but the Heat were exposed. Um, Jimmy Butler's heroics are the only reason that they took them to seven. Um, probably should have been under five, but uh, they need help. Whether it's Gordon Hayward, um, they might need a... I mean, ben, uh, Bam Adebayo has been pretty good, but sure he's the center they need to 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 get past where they need to get past you know um, Kyle Lowry looked washed um, do they need do they need a point guard upgrade I mean are they already to give up on Kyle Lowry um, and he sold a lot of money the heat need the heat the heat need help um, you know uh, getting PJ Tucker was a good move um, 
You know, you got Tyler Hero. Duncan Robinson fell out of um, the rotation. He's another guy I probably could have put on my uh, trade block. Uh, that's a guy I would love to see, you know, a team like the Bucks or the or, or, or Minnesota get. Bring some shooting off the bench. Uh, it's a promise he can't play a lick of defense. But anyways, um, I, I got the heat, and I'm going to throw a little wild card out there. I'm going to go with the Detroit Pistons as another team who are going to be active. Now, I don't know if they view Kate Cunningham as their point guard, as their shooting guard. Um, ball has to be in his hands. He kind of reminds me a little bit of a Tracy McGrady, the way that Orlando used him. Not necessarily saying they're the same kind of player, but, um, you know, a 6'7", de facto point guard. Um, I think Kate can play off the ball as well. Uh, I would like to see more of that. I would like to really like to see. Uh, Killian Hayes does not look like he's their point guard in the future. Uh, they started Corey Joseph most of the season with um, Cade, probably because Corey Joseph can also play off the ball and help Cade Cunningham with his transition as handling the ball. Uh, Detroit, uh, Jeremy Grant is available. He's been available for over a year now for trades. Um, so it's... Uh, it's interesting to see what they do. At five, do they take Keegan Murray and, and trade J Jeremy Grant? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I keep hearing Portland, uh, but I don't know if they're going to give up the number seven pick for him. That would be ideal. If they could get the number seven pick, uh, that would be ideal and, 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 a, and a big building block for the Pistons. But um, I think they're going to be active. Sadiq Bey as their three. It looks like he has uh, potential written all over him. You know, that was a steal of a fine. Um, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see what um, what they uh, what they um, they decide to, to do in their backcourt and at their wing spots and with Jeremy Grant. So um, that's my trading block podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm gonna give you a rundown of how this is gonna look. I'm probably going to be doing, um, I don't know what kind of, maybe I'll do a team, I might do a team needs in the next week or so, um, um, as far as, um, as far as uh, the draft coming up, actually my next one will probably be team needs, I'm also going to be doing a mock draft the week of the, the, the draft. And then I'll be doing a draft grades the day after the draft. Um, and then right after that, I think I'll be doing a free agent special. So this is tentatively how I got it going on. But look for next week, maybe the week after, uh, a team needs um, a team needs uh, podcast. So... Thank you for tuning in, and uh, hopefully we will talk to you again in the next uh, week or so. All right.